0: Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North
1: Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you. And welcome. We have only one line available. So if you want to call, you better call. Better get done. It's on you. 888-787-KLIF. That is 888-787-KLIF. Five five four three. call right now won't you please and uh, i'm going to go ahead and and take the next question and we will call that our uh, unusual question of the day Uh, and uh, it's going to work out just fine because normally i have my most asked question of the week and and i don't know what that would be but the next one after after lucy will suffice for that one let's go to lucy in plano lucy thanks for waiting so patiently how can i help you this afternoon
2: thank you for taking my call you bet I uh, rooted several rose cuttings in water, and I'm ready to plant them. And considering we could be having freezes coming pretty soon, uh, I was wondering, am I better off planting them in the ground or in a pot?
1: In a pot or in pots. How many do you have?
2: Uh, Probably five.
1: And are they all the same variety? Yes. All right. I'll have to leave it up to you as to whether you put two in a pot or, or one in a pot or maybe two in one and three in the other. Um, You could do it either way, depending on how big they are and how vigorous they are. Um, The thing you need to be aware of is that they are... The the ideal potting soil for a plant, uh, when you're growing a plant, just in generic terms, is half solid matter, so that's half soil, and 25% air and 25% water. What you have is zero soil, zero oxygen or air, and... 100% water so it's it's a very different uh, environment that they are now used to you have to be very careful when you put them into a potting soil that you keep it moist for the first few days because that's what they're used to Um, and and so I would use a, a potting soil that is very loose has a lot of organic matter that drains very well and that you can keep very moist for the first couple of days and then gradually wean them away from all that water and uh i would uh i'd probably put them right back where you rooted them in terms of the same setting the same lighting same place and let them get acclimated there and then uh, gradually uh, get them toughened up i don't know where you're going to put them during the winter time they need to have bright light but they they really need to be kept kind of cool it'd be ideal if you had a Uh, A a nurseryman would probably want them in an unheated greenhouse that also had some way of keeping it from getting very warm, probably in a 40-degree greenhouse where the uh, ends opened up if it got very warm and uh, just kept it kind of in suspended animation until the growing season started up again. But I'd I'd be afraid to put them out in, in... for fear that we'd have anything approaching what we had in February, I don't think we'll ever have anything that approaches that. But anything very severe, we don't want them out in that.
3: Okay, I
2: think I can get that done.
1: Yeah, you, you know, you could leave them in a in a in pots in a little flat and and shuttle them into the garage if we do get cold weather and and set them out uh, in a protected spot. Uh, the rest of the time to keep them hardened off, keep them hardened, and then really push them in the spring when the good growing conditions come back.
2: Sounds great. Thank you.
1: At a girl. Good luck with them. Thanks for the call. All right, James and Salinas, stay with me. You're going to be the most asked question of the week because what you have hasn't been the most asked question but will become very shortly. If that is too confusing for everybody else, just stick with us because you will understand in a moment. Let me tell you about sunburst shutters right now. If you're thinking about replacing what you have in your windows because it looks like it has been there forever, then let me say that was our situation. The uh, the window treatments we had were things that had been in our windows for 30 years and it was really time for a change and my Goodness, sunburst shutters is such a wonderful change. These are plantation style shutters. They're beautiful. They're 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 big. It's it's two and a half. That's a small louver. Three and a half and four and a half inch louvers. Big louvers. The larger the louver, the uh, the the fewer lines that you see when you open the the louvers. Open the shutters. You can you have a beautiful vista out into your yard or into the park or across the the field if you live out in the country. Whatever it is is it's just beautiful and when they're shut they're just beautiful there's beauty everywhere you go with sunburst shutters and each one is custom fit for its opening you have five windows in that room and each window has its own shutter made for it that's the neat thing and that's why they fit so perfectly They take exact measurements back to the shop and they make each shutter. This is not some deal where you order them online and and three days later here arrive your shutters and you put them in and you hope they fit. No, these are, these are assembled by the folks from Sunburst Shutters and they have been made to fit that exact opening hope you'll have uh, have them out to your home to show you what sunburst shutters look like in your windows they'll hold them up and they'll help you choose the right size louvers for the other things that you have in your room they're made of poly wood which doesn't crack or warp or split or peel p-o-l-y it's a man-made material polywood, and uh, it it looks like wood but it's not wood there is no wood in polywood, and uh, so they they just hold up perfectly they're white or off-white they're smooth oh i'm just kind of drooling as i think about cleaning them or opening them they just are so smooth and so beautiful wait till you see them nice people at sunburst shutters let them come to your home or they'll give you directions to their showroom they're also available in austin san antonio houston and waco call sunburst this week at 214-343-2601 sunburstshutters.com sunburstshutters.com 214-343-2601 I'm Alan
0: from Hewlin Ace Hardware in Fort Worth when you need reliable localized help and those great Traeger products come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks
1: and now back to Neil. And it's no secret he's about to be Alan from Denton County Ace Hardware. Also, we'll tell you more soon. Let's go to James in Salina. James, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I enjoyed uh, listening to your program, and I uh, use uh, your book as my gardening and landscaping Bible. It's great. Thank you, sir. Thank you. My, my question is, is I treated the roadside aster and dandelions you know in uh april may area and i'm having a recurrence of them now and so i'm wondering if it's too late to to spray these
1: weeds no you're at uh you're at a a good time uh those weeds are are opposite one another dandelions are cool season weeds and uh, they are just getting started and roadside asters are warm season weeds and they're just wrapping up shop. They're flowering now and about to, about to finish for this year. Um, if you'd permit, let me deal with them separately. Um, dandelion, both of them can be controlled with a broadleafed weed killer containing 2,4-D. The two weeds have completely different leaf sizes. Uh, dandelions have big, bold leaves, and roadside asters have tiny, little leaves. But they're both broadleafed weeds. Um, 2,4-D is a is a long-time established broadleafed weed killer, and and it's available in in one or two brands as a freestanding uh, broadleafed weed killer. But you also will find it mixed with uh, two other active ingredients as a product called Trimec, and you can use either one. Uh, if you use Trimec, you have to be careful not to let it go into the soil and damage trees, and it'll it'll give you warnings on the label about that because it is soil active. 24 D is not. I'm, I'm getting caught in the weeds now in my answer. Um, <laughs> I'm not.
4: I'm not infest, yeah, I'm not infested
1: with the meal. Would Would it be
4: better to spot treat these or absolutely? Can I use
1: the- Absolutely, okay. and and let me tell you, dandelions will show up in the best mm-hmm. of lawns, and so I would spot treat as soon as you see the plants showing up before they, before they start blooming and and sending seeds everywhere. That's what I would do with dandelions, and if they're in one prime part of your yard, you could even use a pre-emergent back the first week of September, called Gallery. Uh, last week of August, first week of September. If you apply gallery, uh, as a, as a pre-emergent, it'll keep them from coming up. But yes, you can use the, the, the broadleaf weed killer spray, uh, as a spot treatment. That is the way to do it as a pump, uh, in a tank sprayer where you can be very precise. Roadside asters. Uh, they are a broadleaf weed. Uh, They will be out there and you won't even notice them all year long because they're so fine textured. And then all of a sudden these little white or or lavender white daisy-like flowers show up. They're just starting to show up. I will have, James, probably 50 people ask me about them in the next three weeks. You're the first (laughs) for this year. And, and here is what I will say, and, and I, this is not meant to offend anybody. They are weeds of neglect. They usually show up in the part of a yard that is the most difficult to water, the most difficult to fertilize. They're usually way out there by the curb or way out there by the back fence. They're usually not right where we take the best care of our lawns. And so usually the, the best thing you can do to get rid of them is to take better care of that part of your yard with fertilizer and water and not to worry so much about spraying for them because the grasses that we grow will crowd them out. And And when I see roadside asters in a lawn, I know that just a little ramping up of lawn care will take care of them as well as a broadleaf weed killer spray would. So I'd rather see people take better care of the grass in that area than than to worry about spraying them.
4: I, I got it. I just have a neighbor on one side that has a... Is infested with them, and I think I get a lot of
1: yeah that would happen yeah that would uh,
4: happen. seed blowing over and, and whatnot. But yeah. uh, I really appreciate your expertise.
1: You're welcome. I'm glad Thank to have sir. the chance. Thanks for calling. Thank All righty and. Uh, so that is our first uh, guy this afternoon. Everybody's watching football, I bet you. And we go back to Caroline and Helen coming up next. So we're back in Ladies' Day. Let's see. Let me uh, get a break in here because I need to tell you uh, about this one, and then we'll come right back to them, Caroline and Terrell and Helen and Waco. I really appreciate all of you all who are uh, calling. These are good questions coming up, too. I thank you all for the the nature of your questions. Neil Strauss, Lone Star Gardening. Want to give a Christmas gift, one that would be appreciated probably for many years to come? I think my book would. This is difficult for me to do because it gets a little bit on the personal order and nothing like patting myself on the back as I do it. And so forgive me. Uh, I will try to stay with facts. I will tell you that 68,000 copies have been sold. I've sold that many and signed all but the very first two or three thousand we were a little late in getting them off the press and I just didn't want to take the time to get them sold or signed I just mailed them and uh, and luckily a lot of people came to book signings at that point and I was able to do them back then and uh, so anyway but uh, I've not been asked to refund a penny on any of those 68,000 so I think people are satisfied with it and that that's a good thing and that's a factual thing 344 pages 840 of my best photos it's a hardback book uh, I chose the best paper that was available to me at the printer it was printed at Clear Visions in San Antonio and uh, I wanted it printed in Texas not overseas Uh, Number one, I wanted to go to the press checks to make sure it was perfect. And number two, I wanted to be able to say this was printed in Texas. It says Lone Star Gardening. How would it be if it said printed in China or printed in, you know, some other country? That wouldn't be good. So, that's what we have. Chapter 2 of the 11 chapters is a 48-page calendar I've never put in a book before of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're growing. You know in four pages per month what to do in that month. All the things you need to get done. Now, here is what makes this a nice Christmas or holiday gift of any kind and or birthday gift, whatever. First book is thirty six ninety five. That's the regular price. Second and third books are only $31 each if they're bought at the same time and mailed to the same address. That's until November 15. Now, I'm cutting it off early this year because of the, the slowness of delivery. That's what we're hearing from all the carriers and also because I need time to get them signed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we had 2,000 in the last two weeks last year, and it, it was just it was 18-hour days. So there are two ways you can order. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon because I need to be able to sign them all. And here are the two ways you can order. One is by calling my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800 752 Grow. 800 752 4769. But by far the better way is to order directly on my website at neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening order by November 15. <music>
5: Lens landscape lighting not only adds beauty to your home, it's also a demonstrated security enhancement. When it comes to your greatest investment, safety and security never look so good. And Lens landscape lighting also makes the curb appeal of your home shine even brighter after dark. Expertly installed outdoor lighting by Lens ensures the beauty of your home never takes a night off. For more info, go to lenslighting.com. That's L-E-N-T-Z lighting.com.
1: Thank you, ma'am. Let me tell you about Arborological Services. If you're going to have landscape lighting in your trees, you better take care of those trees. And Arborological Services is the company to do that for you. This is a company that's been around since 1981 in their 42nd year in the business. Did I do that right? 41st year in the business. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. I think that probably is more than any other tree service company around. I don't know that for a fact, but, but it's, it's a lot. It surely is a lot. Most companies that I see have one or two. These are college-degree plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. Three of their people, Steve Hauser, Kevin Bassett, and Russell Peters, have been selected as Texas Arborists of the Year. One person per year is given that distinction, and they have three of those. Oh, this is a great company. No one compares to the great work done by Arborological Services. I'm booking them to come back to our home. I have some more work that I need to have done. They're the only people I will ever let touch our trees. I recommend them to you most, most highly. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts. The website is arborological.com and it's full of great information arborological.com arborological services here is the number it makes it sound like they're national they are strictly local 866-552-7267 that's arborological.com arborological services 866-552-7267 i'm scott from liquid ace hardware in dallas when you need reliable, localized help for those gardening products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Oh, Scott, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Carolyn and Terrell. Carolyn, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Appreciate your call. How can I help you?
2: We bought a house two or three years ago out in the country, kind of, and it has a really a uh, big pecan tree. Uh, the tree itself looks good, it's about 35 feet tall and about 5 feet round at the base. But uh, the trunk of the tree is is gone. It's just a shell-like. Hmm. I don't know what, what happened or what it is, but it's from the base of the tree to the ground about 3 feet up.
1: All right. And where does this tree reside in in comparison to your house, your car, you, other people?
2: Um, Well, it's kind of out in the country, but there is a uh, kind of like a covered garage uh, about three or four, well, maybe about five or six feet from it.
1: Yikes. Okay. Um, None of the leaves, none of the
2: branches are rotten. They're not falling out of the tree. i have got pecans on it. Someone looked at it and said there's little holes in a line about a foot, uh, you know, even with each other or length. I mean, so there were some kind of bugs that were eating it, but it's, it's like I said, the, the trunk of it is just gone.
1: Holes in a line? Yeah. You mean in the trunk?
2: Yeah. And that's, diff- that's around the about, tree. You're talking about
1: left to right? Yeah. Okay, that'd be a woodpecker. That's that's of no concern. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's of no concern. They they uh, and it's usually sapsuckers. They're they they don't indicate a problem. They don't cause a problem. Um Okay, so I'm going to tell you about an American elm tree at our house. This this may or may not have any relevance at all to your pecan tree. We had two American elm trees down by our creek. We we live in the country also. One of them was 48 inches in diameter. One was 44 inches in diameter. They were about 65, 70 feet tall, and they're about 10 feet apart. the The smaller of the two was on the outside, the farther away from my landscape, and in in a in a creek bed. There was nothing uh, in our landscape anywhere near it. Uh, the bigger one leaned over our whole backyard landscape that I had had planted. Mm-hmm. Um, one morning, I went downstairs to eat breakfast. I looked out, and the smaller one had fallen into the creek. It had just toppled over, and I went down to look, and that tree, I realized, was totally hollow. Uh, in the 44 inches, there were, there were probably four inches of uh, bark and wood in a cylinder on each side, all the way around. You know, So yeah. it had eight inches of, of total uh, wood, uh, and I could have stood up inside that tree before it fell. And I got to looking at the one that was still there. And I realized, oh my gosh, that thing is also hollow because we have a hive of bees 20 feet up. And it's going into a, a stub of a branch way up there. So they're going in somewhere. They're living down in there somewhere. And I, I could see a change in the color pattern of the, of the, the bark. So I knew it was decaying. That's what happens is you get decay down in the center. It's part of the senescence of the tree, the aging of the tree. And so I had the the company I just did the ad for, I had them remove that tree. I had to. If it had come down, it would have taken out an entire backyard landscape. And yeah. they they brought every piece of that tree down in an eight-foot diameter circle. They drew a circle in the, in the the in the soil, and they said, we'll have all this tree right here. And it was 65 feet tall and a 48-inch diameter trunk, so it was a massive job. And they every piece of that they brought down in that circle. But that's what I worry about with your tree. It could come down in a windstorm. I had no idea that that, that tree was going to fall. Uh, so it could fall across your car. It could fall across you. It could fall across a lot of things, and you don't want to take that chance. You need to have a certified arborist look at the tree, or a forester, look at the tree, I'd contact your county extension office and ask who the best tree person is. You're Kaufman County, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I would ask the Kaufman County extension office who is the best and most qualified tree person we have in the county. They, they no. might be able to get a forester from Texas A&M to help you uh, because this is a very major concern.
2: Oh, I know. And there's another tree probably 25 maybe 30 feet from there and it'll expand there's nothing wrong with the trunk right
1: well this is just an old tree and and this is what happens to old pecan trees old elm trees old any tree they decay in the center because the wood in the center is dead wood Uh, lumber is is dead Uh, when you harvest a tree all of the xylem tissues in the center of the tree are are dead they conduct uh, moisture, water, and nutrients up to the leaves, but it's through dead tissues. There, there's no living tissue in those cells, mm-hmm. and and you so think- when they start to decay, the decay just spreads vertically up and down in the in the tree.
2: Okay, so you think it's just an old tree that needs to come down?
1: I think it's an old tree, and and a, a professional arborist needs to look at, it. not just a guy with a with a ladder and a chainsaw. Uh, yeah, somebody okay. who really knows yeah. trees needs to look at it and see if it uh if it's active decay and if there's enough wood to support the the weight it might be by thinning the top uh and the weight on the tree that it could be saved but i'm i'm very concerned as close as that is to your garage so you okay. need to get a pro out there carolyn and, and let them look on site i hope All that right. helps well,
2: uh, kaufman county extension
1: Yes, that's where I'd start. If you don't know a good tree person or a, a good local nursery might have a, a, a person they could refer you to. But these, okay. Hopefully, hopefully it would be a certified arborist. That's a, that's a, a, a specific term. Hey, I appreciate okay. your call. Good luck with it. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Helen and Waco, stay with me. I'll get you right on the other side of my tiny garden tip. Stay there. Folks, if you'd like to call, we have time for another call or two. It's 888-787-KLIF. I have a special feature from our Pastor Tommy Brummett, the Birdman. Uh, we're going to talk about owls, owls for Halloween, in just a few minutes. That'll be about a quarter of three, so that'll be fun. So seven eight 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 seven eight seven 787 klif 888-787-5543. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, Texas' premier roofing contractor, serving the entire North Texas area since 1986. That's 35 years, and that's tens and tens of thousands of roofs installed. All kinds of roofs, composition, clay and concrete tile, metal roofs, slate roofs, newer residential re roofing, you name it, they do it. They're that good. If you have hail or wind damage or you're just concerned that you might have had, you need to call Wortham Brothers for that free roof inspection. 972-562-5788. WBroofing.com. The one year anniversary of, uh, of uh, an event means that your insurance may expire at that point. You need to have your roof looked at before that happens each time. You need to have your roof inspected before the claim period expires, before you sell your home, or before you change insurance companies. Those are all important times, and Wortham Brothers can do that for you. They'll go up on your roof, take pictures, bring them down to you, show you. I don't know if you're any better than I am. Most uh, folks probably are in the same boat I'm in. I wouldn't know in many cases a, uh, a a bad roof from a from a just an old roof I, I wouldn't know what I was looking for I didn't that's why we called Wortham Brothers they are the roofing company that's built on integrity quality and innovation the roofing company I'm proud to recommend and they are the roofing company that's been on our roof Wortham Brothers roofing company the best it gets call them today 972 562 5788 972-562-5788 WBRoofing.com Wortham Brothers Roofing Company It's a non-stop news cycle These supply chain bottlenecks A critical point here Not having enough labor is really a
0: problem right now We believe we have a choice. We are going to stand for our medical freedom.
2: The newest astronauts.
0: You're going 2,000 miles an hour.
2: Fight over abortion rights.
0: In Texas, inflation. People are panning. All three vaccines will be available for
1: boosters. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570-KLIF. Let's talk a little bit about e-gardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email Thursdays, just a little after 6 p.m. You always will have a story called the Featured Plant of the Week, something that's very pretty at that time or interesting or tasty or whatever it is, something that needs to be planted at that time maybe this week the featured plant of the week was hoyas i found the most incredible website on hoyas wax plants oh my gosh i just stumbled into it wait till you see it if you don't take e-gardens you need to and you can still see that story if you hustle I also always have in eGardens a featured question of the week, something I've been asked repeatedly, and always gardening this weekend, so you can see this weekend's gardening tasks that need to be accomplished. And this week, we had Diane Sitton writing a great story on how beautiful autumn is in southeast Texas, where she lives and gardens. All that and so much more. I hope you'll take a look at it, I really hope you'll subscribe to it. It's free and always will be. I will never spam you. I won't send you anything other than eGardens. And so you can count on that. And I certainly don't give or sell your email address to anybody. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at it at n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com. Click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. So the question today is how can you landscape a long, narrow area, maybe with a wall on one side and concrete on the other, like a walk? Well, sometimes you can use large containers to introduce height to a narrow space. If you're landscaping a bed between a wall and a sidewalk, you might be able to let a grouping of pots extend a few inches out onto the paved surface. If so, plant colorful annuals and tropical plants. Choose at least one with a vertical habit to fill the empty wall space. You could even use a trellis within one of the larger pots and grow a tropical vine on it. You might also consider wall pots and baskets hung from the eaves to break up the vertical expanses of hard surfaces. Make sure the roof can support the weight of the baskets. Remember that plants hung against a brick or wooden wall may be exposed to harsh sun and temperatures, so choose only the most durable types. There are lots of good options. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. Let's talk about ACE since they sponsor this hour and every hour this year of uh, my program. I thank them for that. I hope that you'll get into your local ACE hardware and tell them, hey, thanks for sponsoring, Neil. That will mean a lot. They're going to be thinking and talking about renewing the sponsorship sometime soon. That would sure mean a lot. Ace Hardware, the place with the helpful hardware folks, but you already knew that because you go in there often, don't you? October is Fire Safety Month at Ace. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on first alert 2.5 pound household fire extinguishers. Just $12.99 with your Ace Rewards Card, regular price of $24.99. There's a limit of two at that price. The first alert rechargeable home fire extinguisher is ideal for use in any household location. This multi-purpose extinguisher fights wood, paper, fabric, flammable liquid, and electrical fires. Durable metal head is designed to meet demanding household requirements. If the unit is used, it can be recharged by a certified professional It includes mounting bracket to keep the unit secure with a 10-year limited warranty. ACE stores, they're parts of our neighborhoods each owned by a member of the community. so we're getting help from people we already know. And that is the uh, first alert two and a half pound household fire extinguisher, just 12.99 with your ACE rewards card, regular price of 2499. Limit of two. Ace is the place with the helpful. Hardware folks.
0: When you wake up. The crisis at
2: the border.
1: When you work.
2: Reopening our economy. When
1: you drive home.
2: This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All
1: day. Update your day. At the top and bottom of each hour.
0: Keep myself as updated as possible. On real news and information.
1: 570-KLIF. KLIF.com. You hear me mention my website frequently here. And it's neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. The uh, vowels in in my first name are uh, in alphabetic order, N-E-I-L, Sperry dot com. You'll find the great Christmas offer on my book there at Neilsperry dot com. That's uh, one of the only places you can buy it, that in calling my office. You also will find the answers to my 1001 frequently asked questions. Actually, it's more like 1030 now. I've added some in that have come up frequently since. Uh, You'll also find the archived information I have on Rose Rosette Virus at neilsperry.com. So lots of important and interesting information at my website. And uh, so I hope you'll go there, bookmark it, and go back frequently. Uh, so that's the website Neil Sperry N E I L S P E R R Y dot com. I'm Bill Jablanowski from Jabo's Ace Hardware in Keller,
0: Capel, and Fort Worth. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community and who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil.
1: All right, Bill, thank you very, very much. When we go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Helen in Waco. Helen, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
5: Good afternoon, Neil, and thank you for all you do for Texas Gardeners.
1: Thank you. What can I, I need do for you?
5: Help with my rosemary bed. We have a, a bed that faces the west. It's been a rosemary bed for years, and we lost it last winter. So in late May, we refilled it with fresh rosemary plants. That was a particularly wet time here. In about four weeks, they were 70% of them were dead. Mm. So we kind of suffered through the summer, and in early September, we replaced those that had died again. And within three weeks, they died. So I I don't know what's going on. I'm comfortable that I've not let it get too dry. Right. Any ideas?
1: Um, Well, it's hard to know what would have killed something without watching it for a while. Rosemary needs, um, let me just, let me point out the things it needs and then maybe something in there will trigger so we can discuss from that point on. Rosemary needs full sun or nearly full sun. It needs perfect drainage and moist soils at all times. Uh, when it when it gets too dry, it doesn't wilt. So you, it's kind of like hollies. They don't wilt. You don't really, uh, they don't give you any warning. You can't yeah. tell when they're dry. They just, they're gone. And, and so you have to be m- mindful, very careful of watering them um, uh, when they begin to dry up. But in the meanwhile, you have them in a soil that is going to dry out more quickly than the heavy black clays. The worst thing you can do is plant them on grade in flatland in the black clay, because that will get wet and stay wet for so mm. long. So they're they're better if they're on a, on a berm or a, a slope of some sort. And um, those are the things that I see cause them to fail. I have not always been perfect perfectly successful with the rosemary myself so I'm probably not the best expert to ask. Really. Uh, the ones I have yeah, right really <laughs> don't don't act surprised. Um it, it my observations have always been that the taller types uh, are more winter hardy. Uh my experience has been that growing the dwarf trailing rosemarys they don't make it through the winter for me. Right. Whereas the the taller types uh, uh, do better. And so uh, obviously that's not going to be the reason that these two plantings have died on you this year but it is something to consider when you go to replace I'd get one of the taller types.
5: Okay. Well, um, could you expand on your definition of full Sun how how many hours would that be a day? Six or eight, six
1: or eight.
5: Okay the trees our live oaks have grown a little bit so that bed gets a little less Sun than it did for years. It could be too much shade.
1: Well, that's not good for them. I wouldn't expect them to die as quickly as the ones that okay. you have mentioned. Yeah, they. I would think if it were strictly a shade issue that they would get sparse and they would just kind of dwindle away, okay. and I, I don't think I can, you know, I'd like to take the easy way out and say, yeah, that's probably it, but I don't think three weeks is, yeah. is enough time for that to happen.
5: Well, it, that bed probably does not have ideal drainage. So That's
1: that- usually the bigger Bigger problem, yeah.
5: Well, we may have to just try something else there.
1: Yeah, but rosemary sure is a nice thing to have around.
5: Oh, I love it. I, I
1: know, I do too. enjoy
5: going out sniffing some off when I need it in the kitchen. Yes,
1: yeah. I understand. I really understand. I would try maybe a different location if you have a different spot for it and be sure you get one of the upright varieties. Yeah. And uh, then I'd, I'll, bet, I'll bet you can succeed. I would plant it in the spring, I would definitely plant it in the spring.
5: Right. Okay, well, thank
3: you so very much.
1: You're welcome. Good luck with it. Thanks for the call. Let me go to Aaron in San Antonio. Aaron, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
3: Hi, Neil. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. I moved into my house about a year ago, and a previous owner had planted a row of eight Texas sage bushes, and they're only planted about two and a half feet apart. Oh my. Um, Judging from previous photos of the house, I believe the the bushes have been there at least 10 years. So I was thinking of trying to transplant every other bush to try to give them room to grow. And I'd like to know if established Texas sage bushes would handle transplanting well. And then when is the best time to do that?
1: Best time to do it would be early February in San Antonio or late January. And for my Dallas-Fort Worth listeners... Uh, I would say uh, early to mid-February, a couple weeks later. Uh, You want to do it at the end of the winter and before they start growing in the spring. Um, And as to whether they would survive the transplanting, they might. They're pretty tough, um, but uh, it's going to be a lot of work, and you're going to take them out. We're... Some friends of mine who are uh, nurserymen and landscape architects met last night at, at a park that we're uh, considering doing some major renovations to, and and we were looking at some dwarf ponds that were too close together, and, and the comparison was about moving them and, and replanting them because they, they just are not where they need to be. And the comment was made, it's like taking dinner rolls out of a pack, and you try to reassemble them, and, you know, they're, they're, they look great from two sides and bad from two sides. And mm-hmm. I'm afraid, I'm afraid yours will be the same way. They're going to look really odd. I would certainly plan on pruning them back by half or more after you dig them. And I, okay. and you'll have to prune the ones that remain by half, uh, to reshape them so that they can fill in because they're going to look bizarre with half the teeth knocked out. They're, they're just not going to be shaped properly. Uh, i've
3: heard of root pruning is that necessary in this case
1: it it never hurts because that gives them a chance to uh, to develop new roots inside what will become the soil ball when you dig them Uh, and and so you get a lot better uh, odds of their survival root pruning would have been better done about six weeks ago though so they'd have that much more time but yes, you could do that. You do it with a sharpshooter spade, and you just make a slit right about where you'll be making the cut in January or, or early February. And by cutting the roots at that point, more roots will form inside the soil ball.
3: Okay, is it so? It's not too late to do that at this point.
1: It's it's very late. You're you're uh, you, you have just a couple of months ahead, and they're cold months compared to had you done it six weeks ago. But you're not losing anything by doing it now. It doesn't hurt anything okay. to do it now and you might gain some. Okay. You don't try I to lift I, anything, you just you cut vertically down into the soil and you just pull the sharpshooter spade back up again. Has to be done with a sharpshooter. You go straight down, okay. straight back out again.
3: Okay. And then if I'm transplanting these in closer to my house, how far away from the house should I be planting them? For
1: regular Texas sage, I would say probably uh, four feet. Four feet, okay. Yeah. And you'll prune them significantly. Like I say, 50 or 60% gets taken off. I better run. As I mentioned, I have my pastor coming with the feature on owls we're going to be talking about, so I need to leave him plenty of time, too. I hope that helps. The consideration you have, Aaron, is maybe you take them out and buy new ones because they're readily available, and it might be easier. I, I know that sounds harsh, but there are times when it's easier to buy a new table than to refinish the old table. So, just a thought. So, anyway, appreciate your call very, very much. Let me do a quick ad for my book, and I'll I'll do this so I don't take time away from tommy Neil sprays lone star gardening the special offer this is my christmas offer if you want to get it for christmas and give it as a gift this is the the best price i will make all fall and the best price i have ever made as a christmas gift until november 15 first book is regular price second and third books shipped to the same mailing address are six to almost six dollars off 3695 second and third for $31. I sign every book as it sells and your satisfaction is completely guaranteed with the book or I'll refund every penny. 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper. And it covers everything about outdoor lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit and vegetable gardening for every county in the great state of Texas. You don't have to worry about whether it's written for your friends part of the state. If it's, if your friends in Texas, the answer is yes. Chapter two is a 48 page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize and spray and when to transplant Texas sage plants. Even (laughs) it's all in the book. All right. So 840 photos. 344 pays a lot for 3695 second third books to the same address $31 but only through November 15 two ways you can order since it's not in stores and not on Amazon you can order by calling my office Monday through Friday business hours 800 752 4769 and the other way is the better way that's by going to my website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. 1983 is the year that uh, the uh, folks at Whiskey Stone began their work, serving the Metroplex, turning landscaping dreams into reality. Whiskey Stone at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Beautiful stone. I love going into Whiskey Stone. It's like going into a toy store for a youngster. It's just a great place. Their phone number, if you want to call for directions or information, 817-429-0822. 817-429-0822. whiz-q.com is the website. whiz-q.com for WhizQ Stone. Now, they have stone of all sizes, all shapes, all uses. Putting in a patio, you betcha, no problem. Putting in a walkway, that's might be the same kind of stone. Retaining wall, absolutely all kinds of stone. Decorative gravel, decorative rock, river rock. Maybe you're doing a fountain, you need big landscaping boulders, whatever it is. And if you find what you want, they can deliver it anywhere you can hear me. This is a great company run by Mike and Derek Wisenand, a father and son team, second and third generation in the Wisenand family. You'll love getting to know them. They're open Monday through Saturday. Go on out right now. Beautiful day to do so. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Once again, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. It's WISQ Stone. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace
0: Hardware. We're your source of those great lawn and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can
1: trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very, very much, and thanks to the Ace Hardware people for sponsoring both hours all year long. How good is that? Be sure if you go into Ace Hardware, let's just put it this way, be sure to go into Ace Hardware and let their manager or their owner know that you appreciate that sponsorship. Right now, I am joined by a wonderful pastor of the First United Methodist Church, 315 North Church Street in downtown McKinney. That's just a little northwest of downtown McKinney. Pastor Tommy Brummett. Tommy, how are you doing?
0: Neil, I'm well today on a beautiful day in McKinney, Texas.
1: Does it ever get any better than this? Isn't this nice? Oh my goodness gracious. And so tell us about the services so that we have that done. I want to do that before we talk about owls. I'm excited about owls, but I want to, I'm also excited about my church. Tell us about it.
0: So we have uh, services every Sunday. We start at eight o'clock. We go till noon. There are four services in the sanctuary Two contemporary services in our Wellspring community and two services in our church, new church building in Melissa, uh, just north of McKinney. And, of course, we are live streaming uh, from all three venues at various times. You can find that on our website at sharingtheheart.org. We are in person and online, and we will continue to be.
1: That's one wonder- and thank you for that very, very much. And folks, lest you think that this is some mega church with eight, eighty thousand people at every service, this is a friendly neighborhood church that happens to be confined by construction of the early nineteen hundreds or late eighteen hundreds. It's a beautiful historic church that really makes you feel like you've been to church on Sunday, doesn't it, Tommy?
3: It
0: really is. It, it, we we have we have about five thousand members, Neil, but. Uh, but it doesn't feel that way. Each no. of our services is intimate and powerful, and uh, you're welcome to come worship anytime at First United Methodist Church
1: in downtown. McKinney. We we love our church. One of the things that I have found out in uh, in listening to Tommy's sermons is Tommy is an avid bird er birder, and uh, he has kept a list of all the birds he has observed. and And I wrote to him about, uh, texted him about three hours ago. I said are you available? He said, absolutely. And then I said, how about owls for, for Halloween? How many owl species do we have? Let me ask my audience, think through your mind, how many can you name that are native in and around uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area? I think you're going to be amazed. I'm going to let Tommy name them off now.
0: So I, I, just on my list, uh, I've seen uh, great horned owls and barn owls and eastern screech owls. Go a little farther west, and you'll get to the western screech owls. Uh, the little elf owls down uh, at, um, uh, in, the, in the Big Bend region of Texas. Barred owls are beautiful owls, and you're likely to see them in the daytime. You can see them at the herd uh, flying across the fields. Uh, and, of course, uh, little bitty burrowing owls are lots of fun to see, and they are, they are around our region, too. Uh, there are other owls in other parts of the nation, uh, but all those owls can be seen right here in Texas.
1: That is absolutely amazing. What do we do to attract, and, and owls are fun, folks. If you go out in your yard at night and you hear an owl, it's a wonderful sound to hear. And uh, they're they're beautiful birds. They're absolutely gorgeous birds. I happen to carve birds. I don't haven't done so much lately, but oh my goodness gracious! The uh, the skilled bird carvers do the birds of prey and and the owls that they do are just gorgeous. And to see them in real life is just the most special it gets. I've had a couple of them look in my windows. What can we do to bring them into our our gardens?
0: Well, I, I think just like everything, if if you've got uh... If you've got a yard where you've paid attention uh, to what you planted and to water and to shelter, uh, good trees, all of that helps our owls. You can also uh, put nesting boxes up uh, for screech owls and other owls, uh, and they may take advantage of that and move right into your neighborhood.
1: Screech owls are uh, are fun and uh is it Flower Mound, I believe, that has screech owls all through the there's a gentleman who has really fostered that concept in I believe it's Flower Mound. And I have my Screech Owl box up. I have not had a screech owl yet. We're gonna move the box. <laughs> I'll move my box. Joseph and I have been watching that box for two years. We're the only only two who have. And you know, folks, these uh, these uh, go after mice and things that you don't necessarily want to have around. So this is a oh, good time.
0: you bet they are they are they are good friends. They help us out. They keep the rodent population down, um, and and just beautiful birds. Great horned owls are two foot tall. Uh, the little elf owls are less than six inches tall, and there's owls uh, in sizes all between there. They're just beautiful, beautiful birds.
1: Yes, they are. Well, folks, the uh, the birds, as I mentioned in the Wild Birds uh, Unlimited uh, ad, are not at the feeders as actively right now. They're caching seeds in the in the trunks of the trees, but they're starting to show activity at our feeders anyway, and, and uh, boy, that time is not very far away, Tommy. You're going to have a lot of migrants coming into town, aren't we?
0: It's coming along. Halloween's coming up. We've got trunk or treat at the Methodist Church on Sunday, the 24th, and Uh, All things fall are happening. Football's going, Halloween's coming, and the uh, birds are coming in from the north, uh, moving in for the winter.
1: Tell us about Trunk or Treat. We have a minute to talk about it. Tell us about it.
0: Oh, wonderful. So uh, we've got uh, volunteers and teams and groups at the church that will uh, have their cars parked and decorated for anyone who would like to come. uh, And Trick or Treat at the cars that are parked in the parking lot, and that'll be uh, on the 24th fourth sunday the 24th uh, from five until seven in the church parking lots just all around our church campus uh, in downtown mckinney we would we would love to see you dress in costume and come see us
1: how fun that's great folks all the details of all of this are available at sharingtheheart.org it's a fun church lots of activities lots of activities just take a look at that website Pastor, I appreciate it very, very much. I appreciate all that you do. Tommy is active on the Serenity High Advisory Board. He's active in the community. Everywhere you go, you see Tommy Brummett. Thank you, sir.
0: God bless you, Neil. Have a great day.
1: Same to you. I'll get home and... And uh, we'll, we'll start working on the bird feeders. We're going to be doing that. All right, folks, I have enjoyed this very much. Let me uh, uh, advise you also that tomorrow morning, starting at uh, 8 o'clock, Mike Bass and I, Mike, has been producing this program, and nobody does a better job than Mike does. Tomorrow morning we'll be over at WBAP 820 on your radio dial. Hope you'll be there with us. And uh, for 8 until 10, I'll be answering questions there just like this format. And uh, that will be fun as well. Hope you have a wonderful evening tonight. What a great day it is. Thank you for listening, and until next week at the same time, happy gardening.